today we're going to be talking about diabetes again this has been one of the highlights of my 90-day challenge i'll be honest with you it's uh it's a condition that is personal i mean many people are affected by it but it is personal it's affected my dad i remember back in uh gosh he was about my age roughly and he started taking some pills for his uh, blood pressure and soon after that he developed type 2 diabetes now you can't say one caused the other but it was it really did intrigue me regardless through lifestyle change he managed to take control of his type 2 diabetes and never needed medication so today we're going to be talking on precisely that it's going to be specifically about exercise and movement and this is pillar three of the uncommon diabetic life and i'm beruz i'm a public health doctor here in the uk preventive medicine physician uh, and my mission is really to help you, the entrepreneur, to create a healthier, happier world through your ventures, but it all starts at home with you and your health. You know, my guest today is a perfect example of what I like seeing more and more these days. You know, it's seeing entrepreneurs from all sorts of backgrounds pivot into the health sector for one experience or another. It might be their own experience and journey with a health issue. It might be that they've cared for a loved one or it just might be that they've seen a problem and they look like, you know, their skills are suited to, to find the solutions and bring it to market. So if, those, if that does sound like you, again, check out my free masterclass. I'd love to walk you through how to bring an idea into the market in a really fast way and overcome some of the challenges you're going to face, especially if you're new to the health sector. So quick disclaimer before I bring over my guest uh, to speak with me again today, uh, anything we talk about is purely information education only. If you are concerned about your health, if you've got diabetes or any other concerns, please do speak with your licensed doctor. So I'm really, really delighted to welcome back Heath Stone. He's founder of Uncommon Diabetic Solution. And, you know, he was my guest on days 14, 23 and 30. So go back and check those episodes out. And he's going to be my guest every week for the next few weeks, actually, um, talking about various pillars of his solution for diabetes. Uh, Heath was a former police officer in Vancouver, turned into a serial entrepreneur. And because of living with diabetes for several decades now, 20 odd years, I think it is, maybe 30 years, um, he pivoted into the health space. So really happy to have you back, Heath. Welcome. Thanks so much, Beirouz. I'm uh, glad to be here and continue, you know, our series on the four pillars of uh, diabetic health. And this is you said, exercise and movement. Exercise and movement. And this is what I love about having you on these episodes. Um, you're a patient. You, I mean, we, we, won't, we won't call you a patient, but you're not a doctor. You're not a formal health professional, but you've lived with this. You've breathed this inside out. You've done your own research. And now you're helping others and empower them to live a healthy lifestyle and control their diabetes. So I love what you're doing. Um, teach me. I'm going to be the student today. What would you like to teach me today? Well, today I actually just want to ask if uh, a few simple questions. And we're going to have an amazing discussion around exercise and movement. I want to ask you specifically, people, do you have a daily exercise routine? Do you have the energy that you want to have? or even used to have. If you have a routine and are doing 20 minutes plus of exercise and movement daily, then you understand from experience how energy out creates energy in. When you miss your workout or walk, how it actually impacts your energy, your attitude and your performance. So if you do not have an exercise and movement routine or 
life has just gotten away, then I want you to know you are not alone. We all experience this. I've gone through this many times in my life, times that were tough. And I experienced seasons where my routines get out of balance. And during one of these periods, experiences myself, I was growing a marketing company. I owned and uh, I was traveling a lot for work and I thought I had no time to do my workouts while traveling. Well, this was a false belief that I allowed myself to have. The result, result ultimately was that my weight went up, my fatigue grew and my ability to perform decreased. My poor diet and lack of exercise was even decreasing my immunity and I began to get sick easier. My choice of believing that I was too busy or too tired changed my healthy routines into poor routines. I replaced them and these things compromised my energy, my health, and my performance in all areas of my life. The moment I became aware that I was either creating healthy or unhealthy routines and that it was my choice, it really began my daily journey of growth based on the lessons I've learned and the key routines I've created over the last 27 years. That transformed my life from a common diabetic life to an uncommon diabetic life. So let me backtrack a little bit as it's important for us in our discussion today. And if you didn't see last week, it'll also bring, us up, bring you up to speed. Last week in session two, Behrouz and I discussed pillar two, hydration and nutrition, and the warnings of old wise sayings like garbage in, garbage out, and how what we allow to enter our lives through our diet really does impact our physical, mental, and emotional experiences of life. This applies to everyone. But if you are living with diabetes, then this pillar of managing hydration and nutrition is critical. And from our discussion, we agreed that none of us can escape the rewards and the consequences of our nutritional choices. The answer is simple. First, try to drink more water. And second, manage the quality and quantity of your food. Get a good portion of protein and vegetables with a small amount of those simple carbs that we all love to eat. This will help a lot in controlling blood sugar levels and ultimately insulin spikes. So good food choices are gonna create more energy and they really improve our health and physically, mentally, and emotionally. So that's a quick recap. And it really leads Beirouz and I into a discussion today on how pillar three, our exercise and movement, will improve our energy, health, and even immunity. I wanna start by sharing how our energy out creates energy in. And as usual, I'm full of questions. So. Can you guess how many cells there are in our bodies? Mm. Beirut, do you know how many cells are in my body right now? Can you give me a number? God, I'm supposed to know. I'm really supposed to know, but I can't even guess. I'm going to guess it's in the billions or trillions. Well, as you know, it is an extreme amount. It's actually over 30 trillion cells that are in my body. They're in your body. Now, because I'm older than you and my cells are dying, I have a few less cells than you do. But it's a critical, a really critical thing to understand, right? Because this morning I woke up looking forward to our talk, full of energy and just excited about coming here today 
to talk about this topic of energy and exercise and movement. So can you tell me where did all my energy come from this morning? <laughs> That's the effect I have on everyone, Heath. What can I say? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm guessing either it's the food you ate, it's your mindset, or perhaps it's something within those cells. Well, 100%, all of those are correct. But ultimately, my energy does come from my cells. All of our energy comes from our cells. So I was picturing each cell in, in yours and my body this morning. And every cell goes trillions and trillions and trillions of cells each have a tiny microscopic generator called a mitochondria. This mitochondria creates all of the energy that we need to use in our day. Now, I know why people tell me that I'm really full of it. And that's energy, of course. <laughs> and these generators produce our energy, and they make us feel full of life. Or if they're not properly charged, we feel tired and exhausted ourselves. These mitochondria generators need three things to work. To work at maximum performance, they need fuel. That's our water and our food. They need maintenance, which is really exercise and movement. And then lastly, they need rest, and that comes from our sleep. So these three things impact how we feel, whether we're feeling tired, whether we're exhausted. It's because we're starving ourselves, the generators of our life. We starve them of good food, good water. We starve them of the exercise, just like any battery. If you don't use it, it eventually dies up. And ultimately, we starve them of the proper rest. So let me go into a few things. Fuel. That's our pillar two, and we talked about that in depth last week. But truth is, we need to eat well. And when we add good quality fuel, Every generator, our cells, respond by creating energy. If we eat poorly, too much fuel, poor quality of fuel, or just not enough, our cells crap up. The generator just doesn't fire up. We have no energy. The generator partially fires up and sputters. We're at low energy. What we do and what we put into our body affects our cells' ability to create energy. The second thing, what we're talking about today, is that maintenance, that exercise and movement we do. And we really need to maintain and renew these generators through exercise. According to new studies, exercise improves the cell's ability to create new energy. That's that exercise out, or energy out, creating energy in. Ultimately, if we do not regenerate or maintain or move, our cells basically fail to work at top power or efficiency. And then what we're going to talk about next week is actually rest. That's our rest and recovery and our sleep. But I do have a little bit of bad news. And that as we get older, our bodies have fewer mitochondria. Yes, our cells die. Our energy generators are being destroyed through the things that we do every day in our life and the choices we make, such as that wine. We all get told that, oh, a little bit's okay. But the truth is, if we want perfect health, we don't put anything that's toxic in the body. Now, is that realistic? I still drink coffee. I still partake in the odd drink. But we do have to manage it as diabetics 
much more tightly. Now, the good news, you have 100% control over your energy. It's really about the choices we make every day. That's that choice one, which amounts up to the types of food and the things that we drink. Are you picking water or are you picking high sugar drinks, pop, even high orange juice? Too much of, of a good thing can be bad for you. The amounts and types of exercise we do and the amounts of type of sleep that we're getting. Are we just getting short naps? Are you on shift work? Are you getting full seven plus hours to optimize your energy? And regarding our immunity, all four pillars of health impact our immunity. But from my experience as a diabetic, diet and exercise are the easiest way that we can choose to impact our immunity. Regular exercise can boost our immune system and help fight off infections. Exercise allows immune cells to perform more effectively. It increases our blood flow. It reduces stress, inflammation, and ultimately strengthens our antibodies. And there's many studies that have shown that performing physical activity on a regular basis will actually help prevent diabetes complications. It'll reduce your risk by up to 20 plus percent for heart disease, stroke, and many, many other things. So exercise is important. But I want to go back and finish my story. I personally was one day on one of my trips and I was looking into a mirror and I did not like what I saw. I wanted my healthy life back. I wanted to look and feel good about who I am and where I'm going. And I made a decision and I said, I must work out again to get my diabetes, my sugar management back in control. If I don't, my life will be short and it's gonna be full of pain. So I realized that if I do not have, at least for me, 30 minutes for me to be healthy, I don't have a freaking life. What's it for? So I've chosen to have at least 30 minutes of daily, what I call chronic exercise and movement in my life. Why? I want to create more energy and I want to improve my health. It's far better than chronic fatigue and disease, or how I like to say, dis-ease. Exercise makes me feel good. And we can go into all the science of it, but it's this simple. Do you want more energy, better health? Do you want to perform better in life? Then you have the choice. You can choose to lose those few pounds that are dragging you down. You can choose to have more energy. So my recommendations are this. If you're exhausted or fatigued, we need to stop starving ourselves. Take some fun actions that produce immediate generator results. Remember, we need three things for uncommon energy. We need good water and food. We need frequent exercise. And we need to get better REM sleep. So what I share is from my experience of living with diabetes for over 27 years. I am not a doctor. I'm just a practitioner of the four pillars of health. And I've been on this journey to find solutions that empower people living with diabetes. I've traveled the world, I've educated myself, and I'm living an uncommon diabetic life. I'm building it constantly. I'm learning every day and trying to figure out how to improve my routines because our routines ultimately drive our results.
So there is a simple system that can help us create these routines that will help you increase insulin sensitivity. That's a big word, mouthful. <laughs> increase insulin sensitivity. It's gonna help you ultimately lose weight or control your weight. It's gonna reduce stress and tension. It's gonna improve sleep quality. It's gonna start and build those routines that are gonna drive the results you want. Ultimately, life's about energy and improving our health and immunity. So there is, those are a lot of things that I've just shared from my heart about my life and, and about these pillars and how critical they are. And as a doctor of epidemiology and preventive medicine, does what I say or what I've shared today resonate with you? Is there anything that you can add? Is it true that energy out creates energy in? Absolutely, Heath. No, thanks so much for sharing that. Look, 27 years, don't underestimate that. I mean, how many years? The, I went to medical school for five years. And after that, I haven't specialized in diabetes for 27 years. You have, you know, and you've done some of your own studies and, and research to, to get to the content that you're describing today. So obviously, just putting a disclaimer out there, I, I see this is not about you, Heath, because I, I value you completely. But uh, I see a lot of people who go to the wrong sources of information. And we can talk about that another time. Actually, I did an episode a few weeks ago is where to look and how to judge what you're reading and whether it's true or not. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty in, in, in a lot of literature out there. So you've really got to be able to have the skill set. As an entrepreneur, you're great at this, but having the right questions that help you decipher whether what you're reading is the truth or not. And um, that aside, I think you, you're bang on the money. I mean, how you live your life is completely in line with the outcomes of your health, whether you're living with dis-ease or you just want to prevent uh, conditions and, and work optimally. I just want to run a couple of points past you because obviously, thank God I touch wood, I don't have diabetes. However, um, I've done a lot of reading behind the scenes, uh, especially since getting to meet you. And I just want to run a few things past you and see how it impacts you, if, if I may. So the first one um, is about specifically diabetes. Okay, so you're type one, aren't you, di diabetic? So this is something about type two diabetes, but there's various types of exercise. And I was reading that high intensity, because we talk about high intent, like HIIT training, high intensity interval training is great for fat loss and, and fitness. But in terms of type 2 diabetes, the time of day that you do it also matters. So, for example, with me, um, because my goal is right now it's weight loss, but also feeling more energy, I get it out of the way in the morning. If I don't do it fresh out of getting out of bed, then I won't do it the rest of the day. I've got enough work to keep me busy. But for type 2 diabetes, there's evidence out there that um, if you do the HIIT training in the morning, it can actually increase your blood glucose levels. But if you do it in the afternoon, that's when you're gonna get the beneficial effects. What, what have you experienced with this? Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the uh, HIIT because I've been doing it now for over uh, a decade, high intensity interval training. And it does really uh, help in weight management, weight control, because it takes anaerobic and aerobic and combines them. So you're building muscle and strength as well and getting that heart rate up to, into those optimal uh, uh, zones. But what I found is in the morning, most of us don't have, as we were talking, as I was speaking earlier, the 
energy in the cells yet. We haven't eaten a lot. We haven't done, uh, 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 our blood sugars are usually lower. And now you're going, and then our liver, at least for me, what's happening is if my blood sugars aren't in a certain zone and I hit really hard with intensity, my liver goes, I might not have enough sugar in my blood to get through this. And it goes as it's emergency backup and goes beep, beep, and puts more sugar and I get that spike in it. So uh, that happens to me more, and you're correct, in the morning. In the afternoon, because I've eaten, you know, I've had, whether you're fasting or not fasting, you've had your food, you've started to hydrate, your cells are getting more energy and movement through the day. The energy levels are higher. I'm stronger in the afternoon. And then I get less of a spike and I get a, a larger, what I call uh, a delayed impact on my blood sugar going down after the workout. Nice. I want to touch on mitochondria. That's a really, it's the powerhouse of cells. As you said, it's a generator of ATP or energy, and it takes the glucose that gets you get from your food. Or sometimes, as you said, if, if the liver's generating it because you haven't eaten anything um, and it turns it into energy. But I think one of the things just to highlight, and you talked about this, Heath, uh, but just to emphasize this point is Obviously, the more exercise you do uh, and dependent on the types of exercise that you do, you're going to get a boost in the, the quality and the number of mitochondria. It's this concept known as mitochondrial biogenesis, but we won't go there. So you're going to get a boost, but all good things have a downside too. And one of the byproducts, like the side effects, if you like, uh, of creating energy is that you're going to get more and more what a term... Um, reactive oxygen species so these can actually go back and damage your cells if you're not careful so that's why it's really important that you practice all those four pillars that you talk about Heath so nutrition and antioxidants within the fruit and veg that you might eat will counter that impact yeah 100 that's why today I emphasize on the diet as well as the exercise they're really intrinsic right um, obviously, our mindset and intention and our rest and recovery, which we're going to talk about next week, is also a big part of dealing with these, uh, uh, what I like to call little radicals that don't want to harm us. Uh, but the real truth is, is that there's more benefit from doing it. But anything done to an extreme, even the world's best athlete in the highest performance levels, if they go too far and too long at that high intensity... They end up at what I at the opposite end of the teeter totter in burnout, and the body will react. Yeah, Heath, you also talked about immune system. That's really interesting, and it's really timely now that we're talking about the pandemic, for example. Um, you know, it's been shown that people with chronic diseases uh, have been more at risk of poor health outcomes, as you know from the pandemic. So, anything we can do with our you know, for some, it's getting the vaccine for hopefully all people, if you trust it, and I hope you do, you get the vaccine and you protect yourself. However, that's not the only arm, you know, armory that you've got and you've, you're in full control over your lifestyle. Hopefully some people cannot, but there's still things that you can do in your lifestyle that can improve your immune system. And as you said, physical activity is one of them, but I just wanted to kind of touch on this one. And I don't know, Heath, if you felt this, but for me, whenever I've got onto a new physical activity, you know, exercise regime, up until recently, I'll be honest with you, I've gone all out. I'm like an all or nothing kind of person. So I'll do the HIIT training, I'll do the body pump classes, I'll do weight training, I'll do really intense training, and then I get sick. 
Um, and so I didn't build up my, uh, you know, intense training over time. I just went all in after being like sedentary throughout that time. So that's one thing. And then I was looking up a study because I'm the nerd and I like looking at the research out there. And it's interesting, just like with, you may have heard with alcohol, like not drinking any or drinking too much has poor impact on our health but if you just drink a little bit of wine we said for the brain there's now no safe level but for the heart we were thinking maybe if you have some wine like you know the french or the mediterranean diet it might be good for you it's this what we call a j-shaped uh, dose response effect but don't worry about that it's the same thing with exercise so if you think about how much the intensity of your exercise if you're doing moderate amounts of exercise, like brisk walking, this is what I've been doing every morning now since starting this 90 day challenge. Um, it actually boosts your immune system. It actually protects you by up, maybe, you know, uh, reduces your risk of uh, upper respiratory infections of your nose and throat, for example, um, by about 50%. It really reduces your risk. However, if I then go and do heavy activity, um, as I've felt personally before, then it actually increases my risk. It weakens my immune system. I'm wondering if you felt any of that previously. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Um, as we just sort of alluded to in our in before was anything taken too far, right, will cause harm in, in that. Like too much of a good thing is the old uh, wise saying. However, I have never had a negative effect in my diabetes from just low to moderate uh, exercise every day. And doing this activity every day is probably the most important thing because it creates habits and movement to create that energy in, as well as alleviate the inflammation. You ever notice sitting at the desk or on the couch too long, your feet swell or things like that happen. You're in an airplane, getting up and moving takes away that, right? So I totally agree with you that that low to moderate exercise regularly is the best. And here's an interesting little fact on fat burning is that a walk, if you go a walk one kilometer or you run one kilometer, the fact is you burn the exact same amount of calories. The difference being is the time it takes. The same mass moving the same distance burns the same amount of calories, but the benefit of not going into anaerobic exercise is that it burns the fat quicker versus builds muscle and burn fat. So there, there's a lot of science that goes into being healthy and knowing what to do at the right time. It's like a rabbit hole. I'm the kind of, I don't know about you, you know how like sometimes you're on your internet and you go into various pages, you do a quick Google search about something and you 10, 10 hours later, you're down a rabbit hole of watching YouTube videos. It's the same thing for me when it comes to these scientific medical things. Like I'll start asking questions, asking the literature, or even watching just Zoom, sorry, not Zoom, but YouTube videos. And two hours later, a time has flown by. So I can waste a lot of time. I think the last thing I'll say from my end, uh, Heath, is that, you know, as you've highlighted, it all is part of a uh, it's, it's a suite of tools that you've got and you've got to use all of them uh, well, not just physical activity by itself and not just nutrition by itself. And in terms of immunity, um, especially with diabetes, because you're more at risk of getting infections uh, if you have high blood glucose levels, blood sugar levels. Um, there's so many other things that you've got to keep in mind. At least one of these things that I'm going to tell you uh, is my weak point. 
and that is sleep. We'll talk about this next week, but my sleep levels and actually my Fitbit tells me, reminds me that I'm not sleeping enough. Uh, but other things are obviously smoking, cigarettes, being exposed to air pollution, um, uh, poor nutrition, getting older, unfortunately, uh, overtraining, which we've talked about. And the last thing would be stress. So I think stress and sleep are the things that are my weakest link. Well, you know, um, we're going to talk specifically about the stress wheel next week. And it's a great uh, point you brought up that really life is stress, physical, mental, emotional, environmental, and social. Those are the five stresses that affect us all. And we're going to go into detail with that and how rest and recovery and that energy out that we're expending will continue. And we need to make sure that we're putting energy in properly in session four. But, uh, so the only, I have one last question for you, and that is that from today's discussion, and I think I know your answer, but daily movement, exercise, as a physician, would you say this is a critical health immunity uh, contributor? Because I know from the studies, <clears throat> even with the COVID that we've been going around, obesity is probably the number one age obesity, heart disease, and other immune compromised circumstances such as diabetes are the main four drivers that contribute to hospitalization and death. So what are your thoughts on just improving oh, yeah. health? 100%. Um, so there's a couple of things I want to add. One is like the medical response that I'll give you, but also a personal one, and I'll keep it brief. Um, I mean, medically, uh, public health recommendations in the US here in the UK is like, make sure you get 150 minutes of moderate level uh, intensity activity every week. So that's about 30 minutes a day, five times a week. Um, so that's like brisk walking, right? But then if you want to up the ante and, and do some jogging, perhaps, so, so rigorous activity or vigorous intensity, that's about, you can half the time because as you said you're going the same distance you're just reducing the time so that's 75 minutes now it's different health outcomes so it's whether you want to lose fat whether you want to lose uh, lower your blood sugar but overall benefits to health that's the, the minimum recommendation the more you do the better but not overtraining at the same time so i think from a personal well before i talk about the personal one last thing is we often get into this habit of saying, oh, I need to go for an hour to the gym or I can do high intensity for 20 minutes and that's enough. That's not true, actually. So anything is better than nothing. So we shouldn't stop that. But really, it's about being active throughout the day. So it's what we call leisure time activity, which is you know, going to the gym or playing a soccer game or whatever, but it's habitual activity that has the biggest impact on our health. It's what we do every single hour of the day. So my Fitbit reminds me on like 10 minutes to the hour, get up and move. And here I am still like checking emails and stuff. But on a personal level, um, I always had this limiting belief that I don't have time. I'm busy. I really am busy with my work and I just don't have time. And by the end of the day, I'm just exhausted mentally more than physically. Um, and so I just didn't have any energy. If I get to the gym, I do fine. But really having moved it to the beginning of the day, and as my coach Ed Jaffa says, it's the most important business or work meeting of the day. Forget any other Zoom meeting you've got. Get that out of the way. And I combine now uh, three things in that it's almost 90 minutes of walking. Um, first thing I do is breathing exercises. And you know about breathing and, and the impact that can have on your health and, and well-being. 
The second, so the first like 15 minutes are breathing exercises as I'm warming up in the beginning of the day and walking at the same time. By the way, meanwhile, I'm listening to a podcast, an online course, something to waken my brain up and I don't listen to the news first thing. Then the middle bit is the high intensity walking. So I'll in, you know, interval, go between like jog a little bit, run a little bit and then walk a little bit. And I'll keep that cycling for the hour in between. But the last 15 minutes is that, um, you know, active meditation. I'm still walking, but I'm also meditating and practicing gratitude and thinking about what I want to achieve over the next day and week and then long term to visualization, all that cool stuff. So by the end of that 90 minutes, honestly, I'm like a bomb ready to, to take on the day. I feel like I've won the day. And one day that I miss that now, I, I just don't feel the same. So that's enough about me. No, brother, that is, you know, our routines are very, very similar. Right. And it's, uh, um, we were talking about exercise in the morning and the afternoon. <clears throat> and I like the way you separated it that the gym is a leisure activity and, and all the benefits thereof. But your morning, I, what we call in our process is that routines drive your results. And your routines in the morning that you've just said are critical. It's what we teach. Ed is definitely doing an amazing job uh, uh, working with you. And, and, and these are sound principles, not just by Ed, me, but any great uh, thought leader is realizing that and using the science and the practical applications that will impact and empower you with the energy and the focus that you need to execute on your day. So two thumbs up there and um, same thing. The only thing that I add is that, you know, um, with inflammation being a big thing is I, I always do something cold every day, whether it's, I don't get out of a shower without cold. That has an amazing Thing, which we'll talk more about next week and on rest is to respect your time and uh, our people's time so i'm so grateful for this opportunity you know the routines that you're driving and you just shared are really powerful and that's really for me what life's about what are the routines those habits that we do consistently and if you're interested in stepping up to release you know your untapped diabetic potential to live your uncommon diabetic life with more energy, better health and improved performance, then welcome you to come visit us at, you know, www.uncommondiabetic.com. Plus, you know, as a thank you to Beirut, the entrepreneur's doctor, I would like to offer you an opportunity to attend a free energy for life workshop. And our foundations program is usually 325 per person, which includes seven live Zoom workshops with me and our UD team of experts. We really want to help you create a map, that massive action plan, those routines that start by assessing where you are and creating a simple step-by-step -step approach with the four pillars of health to double or triple your energy, remove exhaustion and fatigue forever, eat to maximize health and taste, manage your blood sugar like a performance pro, lose those extra weight pounds that you want to get rid of and ultimately get fit to live your uncommon diabetic life. So spots are limited. So get the free program reg registration link and reserve your spot today and you will build the foundations to unleash your uncommon diabetic. I, love it, hey. I love it. I want to thank you, Beirut, for the opportunity to ask these questions and find the truth about energy health and how it creates energy. I really look forward to discussing Pillar 4 next week. Likewise, and that's going to be my favorite thing because that honestly, that's my weakest link, as I said. So thanks so much, Heath, and do make sure you do check out that link.